1: Welcome in everybody to another live edition of the Messi and Co post game shows. Inter Miami just taking on Nashville SC at DRV Stadium. A nil-nil draw. Uh, quite a disappointing match from all fronts. From Inter Miami, weren't able to break down Nashville. Nashville came out with a great game plan, uh, but it's something that we're all going to discuss and get into. And I think that I was validated in my rant uh, as we had a couple of of weeks ago. Um, We can can talk about that, fellas. But before we do that, let's get into one of our amazing podcast sponsors and we'll get the show started.
0: If you're ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury, look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor, L'Aqua Azura Pool Services. With over 20 years of industry experience, L'Aqua Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month basis... Laqua Azuda boasts an impressive 5-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait for pool service, patio renovation, or more. Call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, Laqua Azuda.
1: All right, so game finishes nil-nil. Inter-Miami's first uh, MLS home game since returning to MLS action. They finally get one in the books, and it didn't go to plan. Uh, We've been saying on the pod and on these post-game shows that the home games are ones that had to be won, and now they make it a little bit harder for themselves to try and reach the playoffs. This performance was Lacks a day school from an offensive front, in my opinion. And I thought that they could have done a lot more to break down Nashville. I thought that's what they tried to do with the 4 3 3 formation, uh, reverting from a back five that we saw over the last two matches. But Gian, I'll, I'll ask you first um, what are your initial reactions to, to what you saw tonight? I mean, Messi was getting shut down right right in and around the area, especially centrally. They forced him out wide uh, and blocked him down through the middle. And that makes sense considering what you saw in the League's Cup final and the way he scored. But in terms of the overall team performance and the tactics is there anything that really stuck out to you in in this performance
2: i think we saw two teams that were at like 75 percent, is what it seems mm-hmm. like to me it, it and it stinks because when you have nashville that doesn't i mean they weren't pressing nearly as much as they pressed the, in the final against us they weren't as aggressive they were playing without Mukhtar to start off with so i thought right when I saw that I was like okay great well we'll be able to take advantage of this put more pressure on them they're allowing us to play the ball to, to touch out of the back those are things that again they were not allowing us to do in the previous game so they allowed us to play our game the only thing is that we were also not playing at 100 percent. it seemed like you said like lackadaisical it seemed that we were tired it it seemed that we were content and just touching the ball and and really we weren't able to get a lot of I think, dangerous opportunities. So I think it has to do with us as a team, but also I, I will give props to Nashville. They did a really good job defensively, 100%. Their lines were very compact. They were very focused on shutting down any pass, any of that uh, Busi to messy pass and those sorts of, of passes that have generated plays for us in the past. They were very focused on stopping that. One of the things that I noticed and I, I I tweeted this, and I was hoping that they that Tata would figure this out. They were very much. Nashville was very much focused on defending the left wing and disrupting that Alba and Taylor game that we 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 usually have a lot of success with on that left wing. There was nothing going on there. I, I it was really tough to attack on that side. Yet we kept trying and we kept trying, and nothing happened. Meanwhile, on the right wing, we had Yedlin a lot of times open. And we never tried. I mean, not to say never, but seldom did we try to attack on that right wing. And we kept forcing something that had proven very successful to us up to that point. And I think that Nashville understood that, studied us, and was making sure that they took away that from our game plan. So I just wish thought that would have kind of figure that out and maybe tried a few different things. But overall, it was just a a, a, a very tough game. I, we expected it to be a really tough game from the start. I never thought this was going to be three, four goals for Miami side. I, you know, Ashley on the pregame podcast said she thought it might be a 2-0. I thought it might be a 2-1, so we thought it was going to be tight. I never thought it was going to be a 0-0 um, at, at all. But look, this is one thing I will say, because I know that you mentioned this in the past – and you got a lot of heat for it you were not happy with inter miami in the sense of thinking you know they weren't i guess as overpowering and convincing as many people said they were and i i knew that you had made it a point to say you know what i i yeah i don't think they are as convincing but i'll i'll say this kind of leans towards what you said but i will say i will say this and we have to take everything with a grain of salt because We've seen even when Messi was in Barca, we've seen these types of games where Barca, a fully stacked team, much better than into Miami, playing against people like like uh, Getafe or, or playing against uh, uh, Celta de Vigo, like these little teams where they maybe didn't weren't at the top of their game. So I guess we could, we'll discuss this now. How much of it was it that they're tired? How much was it that they just didn't play right? And how much was it that, you know, this is just one of those games. It just ha- it happens to every team.
1: I think that that's a a part of it, right? I think that that's definitely in in consideration, but I also think that, you know, looking back at the League's Cup Final and what Nashville's game plan was then, it wasn't very different than it was tonight. And I thought that Nashville were actually successful in the League's Cup Final, and I thought they were successful tonight in what they wanted to do and tried to achieve. I want to point out a couple things. One, Nashville played with one DP on the roster tonight, and he only played 45 minutes. No Walker Zimmerman, no Sam Surge, who were key players in the league's cup final. Hani Mukhtar came on the 45th and definitely changed the game and opened up a little bit. Not only that, but part of that rant that I got a lot of heat for had to do with the fact that other MLS teams can look at these national performances and the Cincinnati performance um, that they had for quite some time, I believe, in in the middle 70 minutes of the match before everything went crazy in the semifinal, and Miami are struggling to beat a low block. That is the simple truth, is that Miami cannot break down a low block, whether it's centrally or from from the wings. There weren't any successful crosses in this match. I, I said that in the last one, too. Jordi Alba was not able to connect with anybody inside the box. A lot of that had to do with Joseph Martinez as well. I thought he was a complete non-factor. Sorry, uh, Alejandro. Um, it might be time for that Campana Martinez episode really, really shortly. Um, but there's... There's so much for other MLS teams to look at now and say, well, Miami aren't this, you know, unstoppable side. They were shut out tonight. Messi didn't score a goal or get on the assist sheet either. So that is where my biggest concern is entering this part of the season where we know dropping points are, you know, points are at a premium because they have to jump teams. Now, granted, I'll get into this in a little bit, and I don't want to do it too much now, um, but results went their way tonight. So that helps but they need to, to win games at home because now they go into a stretch where they're going to go play LAFC on the road. Uh, they've got, you know, obviously the, the time difference as well as the travel distance. And then when they come back, you have players going on international duty. And the next game after the third is the ninth against sporting Kansas city, where you'll virtually have a non-competitive roster to go ahead again, play against sporting Kansas city at home. So this game for me, feels like two points dropped whether they were 75 percent 50 percent 10 percent in terms of energy it doesn't really matter in my opinion you knew what nashville was going to do and you didn't do enough to combat that that's kind of where i'm I'm sitting at right now alejandro yeah let me jump uh, right here what's up guys how you doing
3: here's the thing about this type of results in a league uh, match you care more about it, but this is like the fifth tie that Inter Miami has had since Messi got here. So it's it's not a new thing. I, I read one of the comments here. We we just drew with this same team in the final. We just happened to go to penalty kicks and we won it that way. But that I mean, this is not the first time we tied with Cincinnati. We tied with Dallas. I mean, it's right. been it's been it, like we we've we discussed this before. Is it hasn't been like Inter Miami is just blowing every team they face. And they're winning easy games every time. So this this is the first time that it actually hurts because you're dropping points, and that's why you guys have those faces right now. You're mad, you're sad, you're want to throw stuff at people. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's just, it was a bad day. It was a bad day even for Messi, and and even Messi have these days, and and we have to like get used to like he's not gonna be us. On the top of his performance every time, and it's just it's just soccer and it's just sports, and that's how it is. But this is the first time they tie, and, and we're actually mad about it because they've been tying games, coming back and tying, and then forcing to the penalty kicks and then forcing uh, extra time. But other than that, this is the first time that we're actually kind of mad because they tied the game. So, I mean, it's a long run. We knew since. We signed Messi, that it was a long shot to actually get into the playoffs. Of course, we want to win all the games at home. That's one of the main points to try to get back into the positions that are going to be in the playoffs. But I mean, this is a you have to see it as a marathon. I know, I mean, they could have lost it. I mean, they had a handball at the end of the game, they were lucky that there was actually an offside before that. And they had an, another goal in offside, they had a, a, a ball. In the post, I mean, it could have been even worse. It could have been a loss, and and it would have been fine because both teams, I think, deserve to win it or to lose it. And even in a bad day, and this is where you're going to get used to Messi too, even in a bad day, Messi almost won it in the last play of the game. When we all thought that he was going to cross it, he went to his right a couple of times, and he almost won it that way. So, I mean, it wasn't pretty. It was one of those games that we should have won, but it is what it is, I guess.
2: So like, oh, I'll leave you with that. No, Nashville <laughs> yeah, happened, had more dangerous yeah, opportunities, yeah, yeah. In, in my opinion, than we did. Like, there yeah. were, man, we, we came close to losing that even earlier on in the second half.
3: Yeah. And, and I remember in the first half, I don't know if you guys remember this, because of course we remember the second half more because it's, it's, it's a recency basis thing. But in the first half, how many balls Taylor had, like, close to the box. I remember one great pass by Messi. He just couldn't handle the ball and, and, and just shoot it right. Or, or he, he shot another one way over the, the goal. So, I mean, we had opportunities to actually be winning this game early and not have to be dealing with tire legs, the heat, the rain, whatever it was, everything together. So,
1: it is what it well, is. Well, to that it's, to it's, that it's point, point, Alejandro, yeah. it is one point, but it's two, for me it's still two points dropped.
0: But I yeah, will say no, this, of
1: in, yeah. in the first half, you know, Messi did as much as he could to play passes. Like you said, the one to Taylor and then there was one to Jordi Alba that yeah. could have squared a ball to Diego Gomez, but he didn't and ended up losing it. Those were the two opportunities for me that they needed to capitalize on and they didn't. And if I go back to the first half statistics,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: know they had 70 percent possession, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and with that seventy 72% possession. The game was weird had, because Inter-Miami was just passing the ball around and Nashville was like, okay, pass it around. Right, and that's the thing. they <laughs> took. Inter-Miami took three shots in the first half with 72% possession. One of them got blocked, and the other two went off target. No shots on target for Inter-Miami in the first half with 72% possession, over 300 passes, I believe, in that first half as well. So they weren't getting the ball into those dangerous areas as much as they needed to, and when they did, They weren't effective with it, and that's what Nashville was wanting to do. They they make you take your opportunities, and when you don't do that, it stays nil-nil for as long as they possibly want. Gary Smith had Hani Mukhtar at his disposal in the second half. It opened up a little bit, tired legs on both sides, and this is the exact result that you were expecting after the 45th minute. I, I didn't see any hope for Miami to score. Um, other than messy free kicks, that was literally the only hope for me. And how many times did I pull out my camera tonight to record one? I couldn't tell you, but it, they were—they was there. I was ready, and, and
3: and even those didn't fall. So it was one of those right, days. Right. The ball it was, was not going to go away
1: today.
2: <laughs> no, and, and Nashville, Nashville was literally like you said, giving them the ball and almost making Miami fall asleep by themselves with so many lateral passes, not being able to really, you know get into any attacking opportunities and then they'd have Mukhtar or they'd have um uh, Fafa right on our defensive line with our two center backs that were basically by themselves and then a long ball over us created an easy opportunity like we were touching 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 without nothing much coming to fruition and then them with two or three passes we're creating uh, really dangerous opportunities for them so I, I we, we played into their game
1: plan just beautifully like beautifully. And if you're, if you're another MLS team, why are you not looking at this and saying, yeah, this is, this is what I can do? If you're looking at a team like Sporting Kansas City or, or LAFC, for that matter, who have strong defensive midfielders and defenders, why are you not looking at Nashville and saying, yeah, I can emulate that? How do we shut down Messi centrally? How do we make them force the ball out wide? It will come down to a positional switch at striker because if Kampan is there, we've seen the threat. And and I think, Gian, you will absolutely agree with me. We've seen the threat of Campana inside the box. He gives something that Joseph doesn't in terms of the aerial threat and his positioning in the box for wide crosses to come in. Joseph's more of that central kind of guy that has to play in an area. He can play in tight spaces. He can lay off the ball. But it's got to be in and around that half circle on top of the 18. Other than that, he's almost not effective. He, he went for that one bicycle kick that was absolutely ridiculous if he would have scored it. But other than that, he had almost no touches inside of the A team because they couldn't find him. They were, they were being shut down. And I, I think that that's where the switch has to come. And if every other MLS team that comes to either Dry Fink Stadium or even does the same exact tactic at home goes out and deploys this, Tata has to make a switch whether it's Fukundo Farias on the ring wing for Robert Taylor, who I thought needed a little bit more of an extra step tonight and his touches were a little bit off. If it's, again, Campana over Martinez, if it's even putting Benja on the field instead of Diego Gomez, who I, I, I really thought wasn't a factor going forward, there are switches that have to be made. And, and I think that right now in every single game going forward, there are no games that they can drop anymore. This, that, that's it. You, you got to draw at home every other game is going to matter especially against lafc because it's going to be the, the last game that you have until international break where you might have six to eight players missing not only the sporting kansas city game but you have to come back and do a a turnaround to play in atlanta on the 15th or the 16th whenever it is this is one on sunday that is almost a a, a must win in my opinion and it's going to be really really tough but again all all kudos to nashville and into Gary Smith, I think he had an absolutely perfect plan tonight. It's exactly what he wanted to do in the League's Cup final. You can see the similarities in both games. It's just that you you had uh, messy magic in the first half uh, in that one, and then of course you had the scrappy goal from Nashville to, to make it even. Let's talk about that, these results here. I think that oh, if, if you would have yeah.
2: won, I think that if you would have won or we would have won today, Inter Miami, I think that you go into LAFC a bit more calm. Relaxed. Yes, a bit more relaxed, uh, and and but the bad part now is to your point, you dropped two points. You got LAFC uh, in and of itself. If you're at full strength and you're feeling great, it's still a very tough game. And then you don't even know who's going to be available for for Kansas. So, I mean, right now, I think from a, from a Tata Martino' perspective, you you don't have time to experiment right now. You got to know with go in with what works, because I again right now there there's much there's not much room for for tinkering and for mistakes especially with today's results so i mean joseph clearly i think needs we need a swap there uh gomez i keep pulling for the kid i think he's got potential he just still doesn't look ready in my opinion i think you go with crema so other than there being an injury or some player telling you, Hey, I need the rest. My legs aren't, aren't, uh, you know, I'm, they're not under me at least put me in, the second half. If those are, if there's, if that's not the case, I think you need to go with what has proven to work.
1: Definitely agree. Um...
0: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app, get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola Pepsi or seven up all with your card.
1: So, so we've got the table pulled up here, and as you can see, Miami sitting in 14th on 22 points, which is 24 games played, the least out of any team in the Eastern Conference, which plays into their hands and into the playoff hopes. Right above them, New York City FC tonight, who actually won. However, Miami have three games in hand and a direct game against them, so that the seven-point difference can easily be made up. Um, With New York Red Bulls, Red Bulls lost tonight. Actually, a 1-0 loss to New England Revolution. So that helps Miami a ton with New England sitting in second place. There's probably no chance Miami catch them. Charlotte FC drew with Orlando uh, 1-1, I believe, after Charlotte went up 1-0 off of a penalty. Orlando equalized late on um, and made that 1-1. So a draw there. Charlotte doesn't get the three points. Miami have two more games against Charlotte to play. Um, One at home, one away. Sitting right now, uh, one point back, or, or sorry, apologies. eight points back on the table, but one game in hand, and they uh, have those two direct games. And the biggest one, I think, right now is Chicago losing to Vancouver. Uh, um, I think that that direct game on October fourth is one that they're going to circle uh, because it's obviously a game away from home. And I really think that the games at home should be won, as we said tonight in Nashville. Uh, really did well, but Miami going away from home are where the struggles are going to be, and they need to pick up points, especially against those direct competitors. So a lot of interesting storylines and games coming up, but I think every game right now is is a very, very high-pressure situation, and that speaks to what Gian was just saying. There's no time for Tata to tinker with the lineup. It's not there anymore. You had time to do it throughout the League's Cup, and you had these U22s get inserted into the lineup, And that was about it. You have no more time to do that. There are, what, 10 games now remaining in Major League Soccer. Five or six of those will be at home. I think five actually will be at home. A couple of those are going to be tough away games, especially the ones in the Eastern Conference. So probably sold out Soldier Field. When you think about the Chicago games, 65, 70,000 people. You, You have to know what you're going to do going forward. And if teams are going to come out the way that Nashville did, Miami have not proven to any of us watching that they're able to break down a low block. That was my biggest concern coming out of league's cup final. That was my biggest concern coming out of the U S open cup semifinal. And that's my biggest concern going forward.
2: I, I think it'll be important. I, I think for them to view the tape and to, and to realize, cause I don't, I don't know because th- this has happened already quite a few times and I'm not confident that that, 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 I mean, he's a coach. How can he not recognize that? Right. But at the same time, it's like the same kind of mistakes keep happening. And in in my opinion, I mean, they've got I feel like, okay, they like to build out of the back, small passes, combo plays and that sort of thing. But there's some teams I feel like require a faster paced game, get the ball out to the wing as fast as you can they're not giving you anything through the middle like there's i i i wish that data just would recognize what these teams are doing to them and just kind of tinker with the play within with with the play style within the game and tell them hey i need you to i need you to push the pace i think that that's what's lacking is understanding yeah we like the that slow paced approach but Depending on certain teams, and we got to take what they're giving us or what they're not giving us. And sometimes we just got to push the pace and be quicker. And I think that this is kind of the game where, you know, when the team is so compact and is playing that low block, I think you can't give them that much time. You just got to be a lot faster on, on the ball. And that's something that we, that we lacked. And then the personnel as well, I think that,
1: that was really important is, is the personnel moving forward. Uh, see, pushing the tempo is definitely important. And I think that when Messi's on the ball in the middle of the pitch, he gives you that. But when a team shuts you down, there is exactly what you're talking about, Gian. You have to be able to adjust. They didn't use DeAndre Yedlin enough. They were really only using Jordi Alba going forward. DeAndre Yedlin was open the a whole time a, on the right. He was open the entire match. He was open almost the entire match. There were times where they found him going forward and he got close to the byline and put in some some dangerous balls. But again, it was a real struggle for them to connect on crosses. Honestly, for when Kapana's on the field, it's tough for them to do it at all. Um, yeah. And that's what we saw tonight. So, yeah, they are stubborn in their ways, and rightfully so. They've got the talent and the quality to, to play a certain style of football, and that's completely understandable. But you can't really take any of these MLS matches for granted going forward. I understand what Tata was doing throughout the league cup. It's a tournament, and I think he's proven to be a really good tournament manager. Through league play, as Alejandro was saying, when you look at a draw like this, it's it feels like two points lost. And without a win, you, you again, go into LAFC having to now win that game because you don't know what's going to happen with a sporting Kansas City game. You don't know what's going to happen with the Atlanta United game right after that. And then by that point, you've only got seven MLS matches remaining. And, and who knows how many points they'll be out of the playoffs by then. And so I, I think that that is where a lot of concerns lie. After the Red Bulls game, I was almost extremely confident that this team could get it done because of the way that they played um, without Messi on the pitch. I was comfortable. They went up 1-0, and they they really just had my respect for, you know, for playing as a unit, I think. And that is something that I think lacked a little bit tonight. Red Bulls were a high-pressing team. They didn't shy from their ways. And Miami have proven now they can They can win an open match. You saw it in the 4-0 wins. You saw it against Atlanta United early in League's Cup. You saw it against Charlotte FC. You saw them score four goals against FC Dallas in a completely open game, but they also gave up four goals on the other end. And you look at the Red Bulls game that got completely open because of the high pressures, and that little build-out from the back ended up working. There were times where there was a little bit of concern, but for the most part, they got it done. There are a lot of different styles and a lot of different teams in MLS – LAFC are going to come with a ton of quality. It's going to be a different kind of quality than what Nashville possess, but it's still one that they have to be worried about. And the personnel I think is the most important thing to get right, because if they want to play a certain style, that's fine. But the personnel has to be right. Somebody like Ben Ha needs to be on the pitch. In my opinion, someone like Campana needs to be on the pitch. In my opinion, someone like Facundo Farias to push the tempo needs to be on the pitch. I think that that is one key player, Gian, that would, do what you say in pushing the tempo, having a faster pace game is Facundo Farias. He was so eager to get on the ball tonight when he got subbed on. So, so eager, trying to find passes, playing through the middle, getting out to the wing, taking shots from outside the box, just trying to force something in this one. And that's what this team really needs right now alongside Lionel Messi because nobody else showed that tonight besides Facundo when he came on.
2: Yeah, agreed. I think that Facundo Farias has done a, a great job. I, I He didn't get too, too many opportunities this game, but really who did, but it's just the effort. and And I think that as well as Taylor has connected with Messi and with Alba, one of the things that these teams have studied is that, again, that Alba-Taylor-Messi connection on the left-hand side, and that's what they shut down this game is they were focused on that left wing so that's why you got to try to bring in new personnel and bring in Farias somewhere that they're that right now isn't studied as well because he just joined the team but he brings he's he's basically Farias with more top level and I think that Farias is someone that not only can play on the left wing but I've, I think that you can let him – and at least Tata kind of did in the second half is it gave him a bit more freedom. He wasn't only on the left wing. He was sometimes rotating over into the, more of the middle side of the field. And, and, and Tata realizes that I think Farias gives him that extra dimension of, of not just being on the left wing but rather playing, again, more in the middle. And, and, and I think Farias also gives you a bit more of attack and a bit more of agility than Taylor. Uh, the only issue is that again, Taylor just has more playing time with Messi. Uh, maybe not that much more, but he does have, a, a, I guess, more of an association with him than, than Farias. But that's going to come with time. I think the more playing time that Farias gets, the more uh, that he will get and that he will be in tune with Messi. I, I do want to say, I, how do you guys feel about our defense? I think our defense has, in my opinion, improving a a little bit they were you know we've been known as a team that doesn't have the best defense but avilis has come in kamal miller is insane i don't know what i mean i don't know if a spider bit him and he became spider-man i don't know but he is like tax these slide tackles and jumping all over the place and and all of a sudden he became a forward in this one play where he was just like I don't know. Kamal has been doing nice over the last few matches. So I'm happy for him. We missed Chris. Uh, you know, Christoph is also someone that has been pivotal for us over the last couple of matches as well. So I feel like our defense has been improving.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a good shutout. I think that it was a good shutout. Drake wasn't tested as much as he was in past performances, which is, a, is obviously a good sign. It did get a little bit open towards the end, but you saw a lot of amazing recoveries, and I think that that's why you see uh, Sid calling Kamal Miller, Kamal Maldini for his recoveries and insane challenges that he made inside the box. Um, Kamal (laughs) Maldini. Kamal Maldini. Look, the defense defense played well. I think that they did their part in this one. I think that, you know, they – they provided well first of all they're playing an extremely high line for all 90 minutes which is hard to do when you have to when you think about the recoveries and everything like that Um, so kudos to them kristob and at least maybe later on in the game that presence definitely was missed um, because you saw a lot of open space jacob schaffelberg i thought he had the legs to, to beat you know Aviles and miller and he did but then you saw deandre yedlin get back at times as well so you know, there was a there was a lot of good to say, especially about Kamal Miller, of course. Um, and one thing that I do say about center backs too, and I want to talk about Tomas Aviles here is that the less said about the less said about center backs, the better. That, that's a saying that is known in football. And I think when you look at the Tomas Aviles performance tonight, you can really notice him not for any good reason not for any bad reason but that (laughs) means he's doing his job that means he's doing his job almost perfectly and that's exactly what he wanted to see it was the first time we saw aviles in a back four um so that's Mm -hmm. also a compelling sign uh there were times where when miami were in possession you saw aviles and kamal miller kind of spread out and let arroyo and busquets kind of take that space near the half circle and then you know play play as wide as they could or through the middle if they could um, so a, a lot of things improved there. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a, a clean sheet at home is always really good. Uh, you just wish they, they would have capitalized on the other end.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, unfortunately we weren't clicking on both ends of the field. And I think that this easily we, this easily could have ended up in a loss. So whereas, you know, I, I am disappointed that we didn't get the win. Man, we had a few, again, just a few, or rather um, Nashville had a few opportunities at the end where they could have capitalized. Calendar, I will say it came up huge again and again. He just continues he to save us. And and I, I think that rightfully so, he was called up to the US men's national team. So that's amazing. And, and you just saw again today, if you were wondering why is he there, you saw today, why he is, he just continues to save us on numerous occasions throughout the league's cup. And now through the first couple of matches in MLS league play. So I think that this is a team that's still learning to play with each other. I I, I know that, you know, we're, we, we feel like they've been together playing together since Messi's arrival for like a, a whole year or something. But in reality, all these Leagues Cup matches, the U.S. Open Cup. It's semi-finals. been six weeks. It's,
0: it's
1: been six weeks. weeks.
2: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a very young team, very young team. And the fact that they found so much success in such a short period of time is something amazing. So I don't want – I know that we can get frustrated at times and we and you you think, okay, we have Messi on the team. We shouldn't be losing a single match. We should be blowing everybody out 5-0. But that's not the case. Messi is a – different. number one, he's a different type of player. He's not the same player from 10, 15 years ago. He's a different type of player, still the best player in the world or or arguably the best player in the world. But even, again, when he was playing in Europe, you know, he he we weren't always expecting him to, I think, make every team that he plays on win 4-5-0. There were times where the teams had bad games. And whereas we've had some bad games, again, this is six weeks into what is this new era with Messi. So I would say we just have to have some patience and we can rightfully call out things that we see wrong with the team because that's part of the growing process. The team is going to mess up. The team is going to find their identity. And that's just part of the process. But I mean, we've already reached our goal, right? We won the League's Cup. We're in the CONCACAF Champions. We're about to go to a final for the US Open Cup and we have a possibility to make it to 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 hopefully the playoffs which would be the the cherry on top but at the end of the day it's a new team and i'm happy with what i'm seeing because i think that despite games like the ones we saw today where maybe they didn't reach our full expectations we still see a team that is fighting and doesn't give up because this is a team that's exhausted they're exhausted like you can you can tell they've been through so much and and Busi and Aba and Messi—they're in their thirties, mid-thirties, almost, you know—and they're still showing up to play. Because if Messi told Tata, "Hey, you know, I can't play," Tata would respect that he said that already. So, um, I, I, I'm happy, I guess, with the path that we're on. Uh, but regardless of this, if this was kind of disappointing, I, I still am very optimistic. I think our chances are still very much alive to reach the playoffs.
1: Yeah, chances, chances are definitely still alive. And, and you mentioned the Leagues Cup there, and I'm going to get to that in just a second after we have one more quick little ad break from Mosaics, and we'll get into the Leagues Cup trophy celebration that they had pre-game.
0: Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit Mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality.
1: So as you can see here, pictured, is the Inter-Miami team, the 2023 Leagues Cup champions. That was pre-game Jorge Mas and, and Co., um, a little take on uh, Messi and Co. there. Jorge Mas and co. was out with the squad. Infantino uh, was there. Gianni and, Infantino. Yeah, he was there. He was there. Um, they were out with the League step trophy. Jorge Mas with a nice little motivational speech. Um, getting, not only celebrating the fact that they won league's Cup a couple weeks ago, or a couple days, I think well, 11 days ago, if I'm not mistaken, um, but also getting this crowd extremely hyped for the US Open Cup final. He said that that is the next goal. It's the next trophy they want to bring home. And the fans were loving it. La Familia, as always, was was great tonight. And, um, you know, it, it was a special moment for, for this club, you know, four years and to do it in front of your expansion rivals and also the team that you beat in the final to bring out that trophy was, was something that, you know, will stick with these fans for quite some time. And obviously – you don't want the uh, the performance and the result to overshadow that. Celebrating a trophy is one thing in and of itself and nothing else really compares. So we did have that tonight from Jorge Mas. David Beckham was not in attendance. A little disappointed. I wonder if he's doing something for a photo shoot or modeling. I don't know what he's <laughs> no, doing. I think I he's with, Modric, he's with Modric,
3: Modric on the beach. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's, oh, he's oh. in Croatia with Modric or something. He's, he's recruiting. Or he's in Madrid. Recruiting. I don't know where they are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but on, on a little recruiting ship. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. Um, guys, I'm going to head out of here. Uh, I- I've got to get going. i got to leave the press box before they kick me out. Um, but for everybody watching, again, thanks for tuning in to Messi and & Co. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the like button, um, and make sure you turn on the notifications. Follow Messi & Co. on all your podcast platforms and on Twitter, at Messi & Co. For for the podcast platforms Spotify, Google, Apple, just type in the word Messi. You'll find Messi and Co. You can see it in the top right corner with the logo. Looks like and download the episodes, rate the show, and get all of our content in English and in Spanish. We also put in um, these post game shows, so if you miss it on YouTube, uh, you can get the feed there and listen to this back whenever you guys would like. For Gian, for Alejandro, myself, and everybody at Messi and Co. and Five Reasons Sports, thanks for tuning into this post game show. Inter Miami taking on Nashville to a nil nil draw. We will see you guys next time.